0: Welcome back to the second series of the Valencia Property Podcast, and today we're going to look at what summer is looking like in Valencia Property Land. So, as you might know if you followed our first series, we're going monthly now as opposed to weekly, and the main issues we wanted to cover, we covered in the first series, so we'll keep referring back to them in the rest of the episodes and let you know the episode numbers were applicable. Our plan now is a monthly podcast done in a slightly different way, with more interviews, more market information, and a whole lot more concentration on what we have listed and written in the previous month, along with even more concentration on our listener questions. We'd like to thank all of those people who sent in questions, and remember that if you have a question, then it's more likely that others have had the same question, so it's useful to others if you ask it, because you're not the only one who benefits from the answer. Remember, you can send us a voice note, a written question, or even a short video from which we will take the audio file for the podcast. It's always useful to us. Just a bit of housekeeping to start. Um, I got interviewed by Sheila on the All About You podcast this month, and you can listen to the recording at the link in the show notes. It was a wide-ranging interview about what we do at the company, how we work, how the property market works in Spain as a whole. Take a listen. As I said, you can see the link in in the show notes. We've had a whole lot of questions coming in recently. So we've taken a selection of the most typical and I wrote a blog post about it. Even better though is the round table discussion we had about those questions. So I took Gavin and David and I said, okay, you get this question, how do we answer it? You can listen to that later in the podcast. News from Valencia now and there have been a load of concerts in the lovely evening weather in Valencia recently. I say the lovely evening weather because during the day it's been too hot, last week especially. There are a load more concerts to come too. Keep an eye out for the Viveros concert series in July and August and quite a few at the City of Arts and Sciences and at various other venues around the city. It seems to be the first year of concerts after Covid. Valencia has just been announced as a municipality in Spain that has reduced its debt most since 2015 and that's despite COVID, putting lots of money into new bike tracks, the renovation of the Cabanyal parks, gardens and a whole lot more things that benefit the population. It's amazing what a progressive government can do given a chance. To start the main part of the podcast this month, just to let you know how things are going in the market it continues on its merry way with anything that's great value being snapped up and even things that we don't consider great and don't list being taken the pareto principle continues apace with the 80/20 rule being as true as always 80% of the sales for apartments in the city of valencia itself and 20% for properties outside the city and of that 20% 80% of her houses and 20% of her apartments Prices continue a steady rise, and affordability for our clients doesn't seem to be a problem still, as they mostly come from areas that are a lot more expensive than Valencia. We always talk about the four corners of America, that's New York, Florida, California, Seattle, but we also include Texas in this, and quite a few people from Colorado. We get people from northern Europe coming down and especially as we said before about the Dutch who are coming in droves Um, because Amsterdam, Rotterdam etc they're all very expensive compared with Valencia and if you can work from anywhere why not work from Valencia? Obviously we're still getting a lot of people from the UK, from France, from other countries. It's a very, very busy time. However, there is still no news on the digital nomad visa, which was supposed to be happening this month. It was promised for this month when it was announced back in November. I think they may get it in before the summer summer recess in Parliament, but there's no indication at the moment. There's no news coming out about it, which is very strange because all the main political parties agree with it. If it comes out, we'll be making a full podcast about it with all the requirements. It'll be really interesting for that huge number of people, especially from the UK, who can't wait to get off Plague Island. So, on the blog this month, we've written about many things, and here's a bit of a catch-up. You can click on the links in the full articles in the show notes. Firstly, we looked at what makes Leliana so popular. Laliana has always been one of the most popular places for people to buy. In the article this month, we pointed out why and took in all of the aspects that make it so popular from the excellent park, the ease of travel into the city, the public transport, shops, bars, cafes, restaurants. Currently, outside of Valencia, Laliana is our second main destination for people to buy property. Next, we had to look at the utility costs on your Valencia property how much they'll cost you on average, and what you'll have to pay for. You can take a look at the show notes of course for the whole subject, it's a dry subject but it's useful information so you get some idea of how much your day-to-day cost of living will be in Valencia. It's worth taking a look at. And then I had one of my famous rants after digging down into the rabbit hole that is Facebook and expat groups. You can see the link at the show notes of course. There's more than one reason why you cannot see properties usually at the weekend, but those reasons usually don't include because the agents are lazy, which seems to be the only reason given on expat forums, especially on Facebook. Take a look at the article for the full explanation, but the reasons include family, access, owners, lack of key boxes, lack of commitment, long weekdays and the fact that Spain is different. Work is not the be all and end all here remember. That's one of the reasons a lot of people like to come here to live. We also gave some tips on how to build a relationship with your agent before coming over and what to do to move things forward at the weekend at least a little bit. Finally, I talked about the questions people asked, a sort of FAQ. You can see the link in the show notes, of course, but I decided to chat with David and Gavin about their experiences and how they handle these questions. Have a listen. The questions were, is Valencia safe? Why are there bars on the windows if it's so safe? Why are the owners selling? How long has it been on the market for? What if they open an Airbnb next door? Is there a problem with squatters? What about the utilities? How do we change them over? How much will it cost me annually? Is it leasehold or freehold? What are my costs on top of the purchase price? And is it available on rent to buy? We also asked about stupid and weird questions, so you might want to listen through to the end. So now I leave you with Myself, Gavin and David and take three of our conversation about all of these frequently asked questions. Yes, take three because the first one didn't record very well and this is a new microphone and a very expensive microphone and it recorded a lot better. and the sound was absolutely awful. We sent it off to somebody to clean it up and it came back even worse. So here we go again. And we've tried this this morning and the battery on the recorder went. So this is take three and it's going to sound ever so, ever so,
1: ever so natural. i us to run out too spontaneous.
0: So these are the questions that we get asked regularly. Once okay. once
1: more with feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. because the first two times weren't really with feeling. There wasn't enough swearing in and a feel. I'm
2: going to run out of Bailey's in a minute if
0: you have to get <laughs> yeah, another table. Well, at least you brought champagne to the table Well, it's 10.30 in the morning or something like that. Anyway, um, first question, uh, we always get this, especially from Americans, is Valencia
2: safe? Well, we've all lived there quite a while. Um, I've never had a problem, I've never had my apartment broken into, my car broken into, stolen, never been threatened, no physical violence for sure, and we do say it's a family-orientated society, so we've all raised our kids here and never had any issues.
1: And, it's, and it next, feels next. safe. That's, it feels safe as well, as well yeah. as there not being a lot of crime. It also feels safe when you walk around the streets at night. You don't feel threatened. You don't feel like there are areas you should be avoiding. It's a completely different feeling to other cities I've lived in. in, in Ireland, for example, in Dublin or somewhere like that. It's completely different.
2: Match day in Birmingham and 12 o'clock lunchtime when Villa mm-hmm. and Wolves are playing or something like that. Yeah, I think all of us have the experience of checking out time in the UK, for
0: example, mm-hmm. where yeah. you just cross the road to avoid the pub yeah. just in case you get involved in a fight
2: even though it's nothing to do with you well, there's no closing times here so you don't
1: get chucked. yeah out. that's it you, <laughs> just, <laughs> you just stay there and drink all night <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you come here first to live you have that sense for a little while you bring with you that kind of paranoia and then mm. slowly it fades away it's funny
2: you mentioned you know, I, think, I think on the first take the other day about but not on the second take about <laughs> crossing the road when you yeah. see a gang or you yeah. see a group of people like, I'm going to walk home but yeah. you know you're with your kids or you're with your, your partner let's cross the road just in case but you don't really get that here no but I think
0: that the question it comes especially from American clients because they're coming from such a, from such a a feeling of non-safety usually because of gun safety Mm -hmm. that the question is am i going to get shot in a drive-by here which which just doesn't happen because basically nobody's got any guns anyway but you know it just doesn't happen you don't you don't feel like there's an imminent
2: threat coming from anywhere here do you well there's certainly none of that and there's not a very little knife crime and if there is you see it on the news And it's a real... Because it's a big story. It's a real event. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody was stabbed in Madrid or... and it's usually local gangs or groups of lads who are just messing around, but there's nobody being clicked or taken out. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, I worked in an Irish bar here for 10 years and, you know, I have plenty of experience of throwing fellas out of the pub sometimes but to actually see one person physically put his hands on another person here is very very unusual really unusual even when you might have two fellas who are getting really angry with each other to actually throw a punch at somebody is a really big deal here yep. well you don't you don't have bouncers on
0: the door or anything no, do you? no. you know it's simple yeah. as that you know because yeah. it's relatively safe yeah. okay next one therefore if it's so safe why are there bars on the window let's go with the various theories
2: Okay, I'm going to try and explain it properly this time because I think I messed up the first toad to- to times round. I was told that it was all to do with the uh, Moor occupation or the Arab occupation from hundreds and thousands of years ago, uh, uh, locking up your daughters, keeping your family safe, and that's a theory. Okay, so I reckon somebody from Vox told you that. <laughs> right?
0: so what's the second theory now,
2: this, this, this is from a long time ago and it kind of makes well, sense he was the in the pp at the time there's long, long memories, of the long memories here <laughs> you would protect 600 your, years ago protect your R family or avoid your daughter running right off with the, the local Lothario so yeah it kind of to keep your family safe. Okay, so
0: they, they, they just disappear off to the sort of Spanish version of Gretna,
1: you're saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Via the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any other reasons? Well, I thought it was, I thought insurance companies gave you a discount. I thought that was it. Insurance companies might insist on it or if they didn't insist on it, you might get some kind of a discount when you when you ask for your home insurance. I thought it was as simple as that. And they do ask those questions. I think it's actually
0: yeah. true. They ask you whether yeah. you've got an alarm, they ask you whether you've got bars on your windows. I
1: don't know how significant the discount is, yeah. but it's, it's something, yeah. I thought, that, I thought that was it. Okay, so the real reason that... Okay,
2: but I will say that it's only usually ground floors and first floors. Yeah. It's, we're not living in prisons over here. You know, It's it's only like certain lower levels of apartments that you will get... The odd bar, obviously houses, depends on the urbanization. If you're on rustic land, then it's, you have to be more cautious if you're leaving the property unattended for a few months at a time. But usually, it's, it's more to do with villas and any urbanization in a decent area. You, you don't really need them, but the reason is... Mm-hmm. Itinerant workers coming round. no it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> what it is,
0: is generally, it's so you can leave your windows and your doors open at night and still have the bars on them so that the breeze can come through and cool down the house, apparently. Yeah. Now, when I think about this, and I've just thought about it now because I didn't think about it in take one or take two, you don't tend to have minarets where it's cooler, so that could actually be a reason. Okay. Yeah. When I've been to northern Spain, you, know, you don't tend to have bars on the windows of houses and stuff. Yeah. What about Seville and Andalucia? I think they've all got bars in. A, when I was in Seville. It's okay. like, it's a normal thing and it's very ornate, the uh, metal work on it in Seville.
1: That's the thing, like you look at something with foreign eyes and you see these things, but for local people, they don't even notice them. No, it's,
2: no. it's just normal, it's just part of the decoration of the house. Inside looking out, it's a bit weird and it's, it takes a while getting used to. We've got plenty of clients who have bought houses and taken the bars off because yep. they don't feel the need. And also, mm-hmm. the Persian blinds are usually electric now or they're really sturdy, so you'd have to go some to get into a house nowadays, yeah. maybe before the advent or the crappy Persian roll-up which were just kind of cane or bamboo then mm-hmm. maybe you'd need that extra security just for just for self-assurance or just for peace of mind? Oh no, the shutters
1: are. If you've ever been knocked out of your house trying to get in, it's yeah. really hard to, f- to force yeah. up a shutter without doing some real damage yourself. If your house has ever been burning down, you have real problems of bending those bars
2: and yeah. getting through them as well. Right? Well, it yeah. wouldn't be for me on the third floor. I've got no chance of yeah. <laughs> scaling the facade and getting up. A, I think uh, first you chuck the mattress out and then you jump onto it. Apparently that
1: works. I've yeah, seen it in cartoons. A, a trampoline. That's it. You get your bed sheets and tie them all together. <laughs> I don't know what you do. <laughs> I think you've been burned by that point.
0: <laughs> so the third and fourth questions, I think they go together, it's how long has the uh, property been on sale and why are the owners selling? Which um, I always think is like, well, it's not really any of your business, but we can't answer that because that'd be uh, impolite.
1: I often think it's because clients maybe, especially if they're interested in a place, maybe they're starting to think about the price can they kind of maneuver a bit of a discount on it so if they're clever enough to see what's the catch here i really like this place but maybe there's a catch so let's see if it's been on the market for a few months or if there's some strange backstory to the house so i think sometimes it's clients being a little bit too clever trying to you know ask questions as i just say probably It's
0: usually when they're interested though,
1: yeah? Yeah, I find it is, and as you say, first of all, you could well say it's none of their business, and secondly, it doesn't really matter. You Mm -hmm. know, you like a house, you like a house, don't go looking for problems.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that divorce answer, uh, mm. like they're getting divorced, and then the extra question which you said, so why are they getting divorced? That's when you say, well,
1: that is none of your business. (laughs) Because the toilet in the second bathroom won't stop dripping.
2: (laughs) I think everybody's an expert nowadays as well, unfortunately, because of reality tv and all the property programs that you see people don't like the the awkward silence this the owners usually speak spanish the clients usually english speaking they don't want to just stand there and make it look like they haven't really got an idea or they're not sure what to do so that's the go-to question it's then oh why are they selling just sure. because you feel that you need to have some dialogue and I wonder if I can catch them out. Well, well
0: I'm gonna blame a place in the sun here and other property programs exist as well. Because when we work with them, they tell the client they've got to make a comment when they go into the room. Mm-hmm. So that's why the clients always say, oh, it's a lot bigger than I thought. <laughs> Ooh, it's spacious, isn't it? it? They don't really think that. They've just, it's the only thing they can think about because they've watched a place in the sun and other programs so many times and that's what people say. Mm-hmm. So, but I go back to the first thing. I think people are just too polite to ask you know so how much am I going to get
1: off this and this is a way of yeah. finding out do you, do you think there's an element as well that people are afraid to to appear too keen if they like somewhere I, th- I think they should I, I, okay. they, I think yeah, they should I, be I reticent so to appear too keen yeah 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 sorry yes but I, and I think this is maybe a way of you know mm, i really like this place but let's let's you know let's ask a couple of a could bit awkward questions maybe and let's see you know i'm being coy
2: yeah a little bit i think as yeah. As, yeah i mean i usually tell people don't do any cartwheels if you like it you know, mm. don't, don't start jumping around and you know don't yeah, this to, is the perfect place for <laughs> us <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't, don't smile <laughs> or yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Well, just be normal just be normal just you know i think that question about
0: like am i going to get a discount On i think it's a totally valid question but not in front of the owner who may understand english You know, and therefore they're basically going to go right. I'm not giving any discount here. I know they're interested. Leave
2: that question for outside. Well, we've done this in the past, haven't we? When we've been for second viewings and we've taken builders or project managers, we do say after 20 minutes or half an hour, get out of there, get out of dodge, because otherwise they just they've got you on the hook and they know that you're going to go for it Mm -hmm. and they're not going to negotiate if you if you if you express too much interest. So, but that's what we're there for as well. And I do say to clients when I'm with them let's pop downstairs let's go and I'll give you some information that it's not for all ears you know I'll tell you something that the owner does has told me in confidence but maybe doesn't want you to know know. but I will tell you obviously because they're the client that we represent Yeah. There's yeah. also
1: some. There are some properties that may have been on the market for a little while, but I also said to clients, listen, you're not a typical Valencian buyer. For example, hmm. places with a, maybe a south-facing balcony or something like that, and you kind of go, actually local people are not keen on this kind of a place. You think it's great.
2: You're not going to talk about my pictures again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a
0: reference back to a, a podcast that we did quite a few weeks ago.
2: Great size of my children's
1: photos on the wall. I was... Uh, <laughs> Well they are a bit crap aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so there are places that you might be keen on. You think this is great, but maybe local people aren't so keen. So that's maybe why it's taking a little bit longer to shift. There's no catch. There's no problem,
2: you know, or, it, or it's rented out, or, or these other things. Yeah. They haven't done viewings because there's an awkward situation with the family, yeah. or yeah. they're waiting for the kids to finish the school term before they start accepting viewings because they've yeah. got a busy lifestyle. Because, because they don't want
0: anyone in the house, they will not leave a key. There's no key box. Yeah, but they, there's any
2: number of reasons that something's been on the sale for, for six months. It doesn't mean that it's crap and that nobody wants it it's just because of circumstances it's a valid question but usually it's well if you like it it doesn't matter whether it's been on for Mm. a week or a month or six months this relates as well
1: back to a blog you did a week or two ago Graham I think about being able to see properties at the weekend yeah sometimes clients say well do they not want to sell the house or what's the story you go, oh, yeah. yeah sometimes they don't want to sell the house the person who's living in the house at the moment does not want the house to be sold they might be getting divorced or mm-hmm. they might be uh, a child of a divorcing couple and it suits them fine to continue living in the house yes. and that child makes it really awkward doesn't she <laughs> yes, she, she, does. she really yes, she does. does watch to exist and she knows <laughs> 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 Listen,
2: going back to the family community and the whole thing about being in Spain it's close-knit families and sometimes there might be an elder family member who isn't you know isn't well oh god the covid thing yeah and you can't go and see it because they're well my mum's not too well at the moment so maybe we should wait a couple of weeks and then as somebody gets to 90, 95 years old then they're not going to be feeling I remember remember the the third
0: wave I think there was a day that one of you was taking people out to places and there were five viewings due and four of them was either somebody was uh, self-isolating
1: or like the whole family had COVID and you weren't able to see them <laughs> well I, I've been to one place and we couldn't go into one bedroom because the grandmother was in there hmm huh? And we couldn't see that bedroom because she was too old and frail.
0: I've been into one place where I wish I hadn't gone into the bedroom because there was a guy laying on it with an absolute steaming stiffy totally naked. I just wish I'd never gone into that room. (laughs) That was 20 years ago, and I still can't get that vision out of my head. I said to the owner, why the hell didn't you tell us?
2: (laughs) Oh, I didn't know you were coming.
0: (laughs) Okay, uh, the next question that people ask, what ha- what happens if they open an Airbnb next door? Or quite appropriately at times, can I open an Airbnb?
2: Stock answer nowadays is no. Uh, we do, we've do. we written loads of articles about this, the the death of the Airbnb economy. Actually, about, about two and a half, three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's still valid, and that was just before the pandemic that came out as well. But it's, it, not a lot's changed since then. Um, it has to be... Ground floor or first floor? If there's two properties, residential properties on the first floor, if they both have to have a, uh, the VT license or the tourism license. So it's chicken and egg. You haven't got a license, I can't get one. I haven't got a license, you can't get one either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you have got a license, I might be able to get one, but it depends on which part of the city
0: it's in now, because some yeah. areas you're not allowed to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Old town, Cabanyal, and probably Ruthaffa, the way things are going, it's it's just we don't want to repeat of what happened in Barcelona. They they kind of destroyed a lot of a large part of central Barcelona with with too yeah. much tourism. Yeah, too much,
0: too much. I mean, it was, a lot of people in Barcelona think that the pandemic came at the right time. Yeah. Because it, it, they did a total reset about allowing uh, tourist rentals and things. Because it was just becoming the areas which had a market in them, for example, would have mm. no business because there was nobody living around there anymore. Well, you can't say that about Valencia Central Market. You can't say that about Rutafer Market, even though there's a lot of people, you know, who come into those areas. You can still get proper life in those those areas, I think.
2: Well, we recommend midterm rentals now. If you need some return on the property or you're not going to be using it 12 months a year, then, yeah, three-month rental, one-month rental. There's a niche market. You get reasonable return and it's less hassle and it's usually a tenant who's going to look after the place rather than yeah weekenders and people Yeah, party flats. and the revolving door and then you've got to find somebody on the ground with keys who's who's willing to rock up on a Saturday night because the boilers doesn't work or there's an issue with the neighbors Mm -hmm. the last thing you you want to do is when you buy is be on bad terms with the neighbors from the first day
1: yeah
0: yeah and the
2: thing is you know as soon as you get that first bad review
0: with Airbnb the Mm. place is destroyed anyway whereas when you've got a medium-term rental uh, people tend to respect it a lot more. And so therefore you don't get problems with the neighbors. You don't get problems in general because it's been used as a party until four o'clock in the morning.
2: Yeah. There's people here for a reason as well. Usually young professionals need to be two or three months and they they Mm -hmm. don't want any issues. And they usually, if they work from home as well, they'd like to live in a quiet building. So Mm -hmm. the whole thing about what if next door does this? Uh, It's not gonna happen. Airbnb now is a thing of the past. Yeah, that's a truism, isn't it? That what you really need
0: to do is you have fast internet in the property and then you can rent it out for three months at a time and somebody's just gonna be working most of the day there and then Mm -hmm. they go out in the evening. Yeah. Okay, the next one therefore is you haven't got it, uh, you're not living there and squatters come in and you can't get them out, according to Facebook at least, you can't get them out until the year 2145 when the grandchildren eventually die because you pop to the shops for half an hour. Is that true?
1: Well, I think here I think we should differentiate between a situation where, as you say, you literally, you go away for a week and you come back and there are strangers in your property and they've changed the locks, I mean, generally speaking to properties that were owned by by say properties
2: that are owned it doesn't happen Dave. i think you 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 were talking about it happening to bank properties yeah i think squatters they 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 want i wouldn't say an easy life obviously it's not a choice on their part but they're not going to target a privately owned apartment because they don't know who the owner is they don't know their background they don't want some guy coming back with a baseball bat who's gonna literally You know, beat them out of the beat them, beat them out of the place. So it's there are bank properties available, kind of available or listed, and it's very easy to see what's going to be an easy force the the lock, move in for three months, and not usually be bothered by the banks who are slow to react and not too worried about getting people out. Mm.
1: Mm. But I do
2: think we should differentiate between
1: that situation and a situation where you have a genuine tenant who signed a contract maybe falls on hard times loses their job can't meet the rent anymore can't pay the rent falls into arrears then it can be trickier to get them out you do have to go through the courts and it can be a long procedure because the spanish law is very much in favor of the tenants so I think it's possible that on these Facebook groups, people are confusing those two situations. Well, people on Facebook confused? Surely not. Uh, Yeah, I think that is a
0: definite, and what you can always do is make sure that you've got tenant insurance. There's a tenant insurance here where you propose the tenant to the insurance company. The insurance company checks that person out, and if the insurance company says, yeah, no problem, you pay a fee to the insurance company to protect yourself against non-payment. If the tenant stops paying, the insurance company starts paying you until they have managed to get the tenant out and it only costs about half of one month's rent on a on a year's rental so it's it's a decent deal because it just gets rid of that worry in the background that they're going to stop paying you i'm going to have the i'm going to have to go through court it's the insurance company that does everything
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely think squatters is one of those urban myths that's overblown a bit.
0: It, it's overblown a lot, but mm. if you ever go onto Facebook, everything's
2: overblown, isn't it? <laughs> so um, I've been around for a while doing this now, I've been with you for 10 years and you've been doing this obviously for 20 years that you started the, the, the company and I can't even remember, maybe once in Cabernet, one of our renovators had a, an issue and went in and said, this isn't a bank property, you're going to have to leave and they, they left. You there know, there was, was one in Benny Moment. Yes, okay. There was one yeah. in Benny yeah Mamet, uh, and there's one in the Kevin
0: There's yeah. two in 20 years that I can remember.
1: Yeah. So, nobody, hey. nobody, just to be clear, nobody's ever left their villa to go to the supermarket and come back to find squatters there? Well, that's happened about 10
0: times, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happened. <laughs> okay.
1: okay, what about the utilities? How do we change them over? Well, first thing to say is that when you buy a property, you know, the, the seller is far more interested in having these things change over than, than you are, really. You must remember that. So, very often it's the selling agent who will help out with that because it's in their interest to look after their clients and they don't want to be continue with their name on the bills any mm-hmm. longer than necessary. But often we'll do it also, and um, we'll do it ourselves or we'll ask, um, the, or the secretary of the lawyer might do it, for example, there's various ways.
2: Dave, there's a website that… The, the paperless company as well, that they will actually find you the best deal. Mm. It's easier just to change over and keep the existing company for now because mm-hmm. it's just a phone call and you give them the, the CUPS code, which is the, the register for the meter and in each apartment for electric, gas, water, etc., etc. But uh, then they will kind of work for you and say, oh, actually, if you combine the bills here with Natagy or these kind of companies, you get the three-in-one combined mm-hmm. thing. And that's usually what people do after they've renovated and say, right, well, what's the best option at the moment much the same for the internet as well if you shop around you can get actually save 10 15 20 euros a month but not water companies Water's a bit difficult and, you know it does take a couple of months and <laughs> my apartment i've still got the previous owner's name but it's in my account i i pay the bill yeah. but it's in somebody else's name and well, it's you know it's why change it you've only been there about 18 well, years or this is it, you know but it's, it's the water still on and it's just the way it works and it's very antiquated the water system in in Spain and Valencia and uh, yeah, if it isn't broken, don't fix it, right? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's a very simple process, but people worry that they'll have to do it, but no, it gets done. Well, well, it's like, of, yeah, at least it gets done when we do a sale.
2: It's part <laughs> of the service that we provide as well. So we talk about the, the commission and the agent's fee, and you know, there's a lot more there than just selling you the property. There's the, the, the guided tours, and then there's the post-sales as well, where we're still there. We don't run off into the life into the bank you know it's we're still here on the ground and we've been here for a long time doing this so you do bump into people and go how's it all going and you want to look people in the eye and not have to yeah. cross the road and walk in the opposite direction when you when you bump into people changing utilities is one of those things when you you only do it yourself how many times in
1: your life you're going to do it when you move house not very often but when you have somebody who's well used to doing it we do it mm-hmm. a couple of times a month probably it's it's not problem it's very easy done it's the service we're happy to provide
0: yeah Okay, the so next question is how much is the house or the property going to cost me annually? So what costs are the annual costs that people
2: have got to pay? Right, you've got the EB which is the council tax and then you've got the community fee which is really the homeowners association fee for our American clients and Strava strata is strata for Australian that's clients that's bit, yeah. the council tax but it's I mean it's pretty self-explanatory the community fee you buy a share in the building for maintenance for upkeep if there's pools gardens concierge tennis courts that kind of thing you pay a bit more if it's just an elevator or not even elevator you pay a lot less I live in an apartment and pay around 40 50 a month depending on Oh, we need to paint the facade or we need to do some work on the building and that pays for the for the lift in your
0: case and pays for the light on the stairs and also pays for the cleaning right
2: and the insurance as well the insurance so if there's the any issue with the building or there's yeah. a pipe burst then it all goes there's the sinking fund as they call it and uh, every now and again oh, we need to do some more work so we're going to increase the fee but you get informed about that there's meetings and yeah it's it's, it's it's pretty easy and it's, it's never really an issue. And it's never really that much, is it? No, I mean the owners of, in the building are usually pretty proactive as well and say, oh we should be doing this or we need to change the front door or the lock's getting a bit crap to, to get into the building so we'll change the, the tumblers and you know, yeah. it's it's just an ongoing thing, but it's very cheap. And that's a flat? Yeah. How, how much do you pay on ibi which is council? Council tax, I pay 280. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live in a 100 m- square meters apartment more or less. If oh, you I live in. No, well, <laughs> stuck not quite 100 meters. Um, but it depends on the area, depends on the footprint, depends on how go, what the, the facilities in the area as well. Okay, so that's 280 a year, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because uh, yeah, yeah. we always get asked that question no, when we
0: I, say it's 280, okay. because what, a year?
2: Yeah, well, I said, we said the other day about uh, 1% on property value in California, and you said 2%. In 2%, San percent San somebody told me in San Francisco, San Francisco.
1: they were paying, wow. yeah. yeah. And yeah, San
2: Francisco yeah. property values are really high. Yeah,
1: it's
0: 2% know. a year. Mm. 2% yeah. year.
1: yeah wow. yeah so
0: so what do you, you you don't live in a city gav you live just outside yes so have you have you got community fee
1: no we don't we live in a just a you call a townhouse maybe and because we're not part of um a complex as such we don't pay any community fee we do have to worry about what do we have we have what's called a vado fee mm-hmm. because we have a garage mm-hmm. so the space in front of the garage on the street is a no parking zone we have to pay I think it's 50 or 60 euros a year mm-hmm. to the council for that. And that allows you to ring them up and say, come and move this car exactly. that's parked in front exactly. of my somebody Exactly. If somebody blocks the entrance to your garage, then they get towed away. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have our EB. I think our EB is about... It's actually similar to Dave, but we live outside of the city, so it might be a little bit cheaper out there. About 300, 350, I think and we do have another fee for rubbish collection in the town we're in Yeah, again about 70 or 80 euros a year that's another fee that we have and yeah, it depends and
0: because in some, in some towns, and I think in the city, it's included within the That's actual right. AB. Yeah, in our town it isn't. It's, it's a, the same it's in mine. It's, it's
1: separate in mine. Yeah.
0: So in my town, for example, I live in a townhouse, but we have got shared facilities. We've got a, uh, a garden and a pool and that, so we do pay a community fee, and our community fee is €130 Euros every three months, so what, €43 Euros a month, more or less, and that pays for the cleaning of the pool, the gardening, lights in the garden, etc. Uh, we've got a by the way, as well for the garage, mm-hmm. which we've never ever used ever and I park outside every single day and I've been threatened by the police at times with giving me a fine for blocking my own battle which was fun Um, but uh, that's 40 a year I think Mm -hmm. it is for the battle and the council tax is 450 but we have just put uh, solar panels in and we get 50% off for five years as a result which is a result I think so Mm -hmm. we're paying 225 more or less for the council tax now my dad, for example, lives in not the centre of the world in the UK, his council tax is about 1,600 a year, which is you know in pounds, so we're talking about 2,000 euro, uh, I'll say euros just for your benefit, uh, a euro, just for your benefit there again, um, but it's 2,000 euros more or less, so the difference is, it's huge, it's huge, so your ongoing costs when you live here are a lot lower.
1: Yeah. And we often say, I mean, people, again, it's one of those questions that people like to ask sometimes, especially when they've seen a couple of properties, they're kind of, well, one of the questions I should be asking, oh, I should ask about the council tax, I should ask about, you know, the community,
2: but honestly, you could nearly guess what they are before you go into a place. Yeah, you don't always know. So it's kind of, well, from experience, this this time last year, we sold one in the same building or next door. If there's a concierge
1: in the building, you might expect to pay a bit more. You know, if there's a swimming pool, obviously, in the complex, that's, again, another expense. But honestly there very rarely is it a significant consideration when you're talking about buying a property or not.
0: No, the most expensive condo fee I've ever seen was in a property in the centre of Valencia. It was five floors, but there was only one flat per floor and they had two concierges, husband and wife. So it was basically covered twenty four hours a day more or less. And they were paying four hundred Euros each, I think, each floor, to give these two people work. Hmm. And that was a real a trimester? No. Per no. Yeah. yeah, and that was a real, like, I'm not buying that property because mm-hmm. yeah. because your ongoing is, costs is were really content. high compared to everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. We looked down near the City of Arts and Sciences, they've got you know, squash courts, uh, paddle courts, swimming pool, gym, etc. They're paying 80, 100 maximum, but because of so many people in the building, yeah. it's not like 300, 400. You know, it's a, it's a decent amount, but it's uh, it's more than it would be anywhere else. But generally it's around, if you've got a lift, 40, 50 euros a month. And if you haven't got a lift,
2: maybe 10 or 20 euros a month. 100 euros a month is nothing if you've got all that facilities compared to maybe in New York and you might pay a thousand a month or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I just see the condo
0: fees in the UK as well are massive. Uh, when, yeah. when I've asked people how much they pay if they live in that sort of property rather than a house, I just, I just get blown away by how much it costs, especially for Americans though. Yeah, Especially for Americans who just don't understand how they let them get away with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, next question, is it leasehold or freehold? This comes from Brits most of the time because most of the properties in Britain are leasehold. Yeah. I don't
1: know much about this. This goes back to the empire, I believe. It think. probably I, does. I, I yeah. I think we should ask one of the the citizens one of the, of the, the empire. Yeah, one of the subjects. <laughs> That's the we're looking at. One uh, of the subjects. We're subjects <laughs> Her Majesty to answer this <laughs> okay. because it's Her
0: Majesty who owns a lot of the um, the uh,
2: leases, a lot of the freeholds oh. on this. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, just pass on some some right yeah, information there on, how i'm connected to the royal family wow um it's all 99 percent and probably more than that in spain is freehold leasehold doesn't really exist there's one or two areas down by the beach which has been earmarked for parks and recreation That is leasehold land property is for sale but you do have to buy the land off the local council as well Mm -hmm. So a house could be 500,000 and then the the plot of land it's on is also 500,000, thinking of a couple that are down there at the moment. Yeah, because the
0: the land actually uh, belongs to the port authority, uh, Mm. being so close to the port and that. Uh, But you are, well, the the freehold is available to buy, which is often not the case in the UK. For example, when you're buying in the UK, you've always got to look at how long the lease has got left. And the shorter the period, the cheaper the house in general. But remember, if you're buying a leasehold with 10 years, you're getting chucked out after 10 years very probably. So you're buying a, a glorified
2: rental, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do see some stuff in London, and you go, oh, that's too cheap for where it is. And then obviously the reason is because it's leasehold and mm-hmm. there's four years left. A friend of a friend used to uh, actually
0: buy buildings with about 20 years left on the lease with no chance, no chance of getting that freehold. Mm. And then he'd just rent out. And he reckoned by about the 14th, 15th year, he put them into profit. And the last four or five years were, you know, they were that was his profit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that depends on keeping it occupied 100%, all yeah, of these yeah. flats and everything. But it's a, it's a mathematical thing that you had to do in order to see whether it works. But here, you don't have to worry about leasehold and freehold in general yeah. okay um, next question and it's almost the last one is um, what for are this time, for this recording for this recording which we have done in parts to make sure we get every single bit of course uh, what are my costs on top of the purchase price
1: Okay, well, we always give the figure of 15, 16%, no?
2: Yeah. We 10. give the figure of 15%. 15% if <laughs> yeah. you're a cash buyer, 16% if you're looking for finance because you've got yeah, obviously exactly. bank fees, broker fees, yeah, a few
0: extras fees, et cetera, etc., yeah. yeah, we used to say 18% if you were getting a mortgage because, you know, you had to pay over costs, but these days, the it's the bank who has to pay most of the costs of mm. a mortgage because they're the eventual beneficiary if you don't pay it.
2: Mm.
1: And the 15% is made up of 10% tax, which goes to the government, purchase tax. Mm-hmm. 10% in Valencia, it can be lower in other parts of Spain, I think, but it's 10% yep. here. Not much we can do about that. It used yeah. to be
2: seven and 10 for new builds and 2nd hand mm. property, and then they just thought, ah, we'll just make it 10. ten. They it went from seven uh, to eight. a nice
1: round number. We're not we very good. It's, yeah, it's nothing to do
0: with getting more money, and it's just a nice round number. Yeah, yeah. we're not good on maths. So <laughs> <laughs> <we> just, <laughs> by seven it made time. our life easier, actually. In the sense of like, okay, so this is 146,500. What's seven percent of that? Ten um, percent a lot easier. <laughs> I'm sure you can work it out, but we're not. I, pro- I probably could, but you know. Um, so it's 15 percent. It's 10 percent tax. Where's the other money come from then?
2: Agent's fee, necessary evil. Uh, that's what we're here for, and we think we we do the job by finding the, the property that you should be. Going forward with or purchasing and advising so that's 20%, on, right. <laughs> advising on three percent, advising on areas, advising on returns and if it's worth it.
1: hmm
2: And then obviously you've got lawyer, registry, notary, the admin fees, usually that 1%, 2% extra. Yeah, I mean the, the
0: notary registry, has store, are all made in one payment to the notary, but he pays the registry and her store, mm-hmm. and it's ba- we basically say 1%, it's usually a bit less, mm-hmm. but it's about point eight, point nine, depending on the price of the property.
2: Yeah, yeah we kind of round up to 15, but sometimes it's fourteen and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, More or less you have to calculate, right, I need that 15%. Mm-hmm. Just to cover yeah. fees on top of the purchase. And we going back to the last question, it's obviously front loaded, it's expensive. The purchase is you think it's expensive, but then year on year with the community fees and the, the council tax, it does actually even out. Yeah. And the lawyer's fee is one percent in general. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so Generally, yeah, depending on what you... you yeah, need I mean,
0: they've, to got, do. they've got a minimum. If it's a really, really cheap property, they're going to charge yeah. you a minimum, which is 1500 plus VAT, I think, is the minimum that most lawyers charge. Yeah. So if you're buying a property for 100000 it's not 1%, it's 1.5%, for example, on
1: that. Yeah, but it, it does depend on what the lawyer does for you. I mean, if you need the lawyer to sign for you on the day, for example, that's going to, you know... Yeah, you, the, there's the, the whole like power, of and yeah, the power of attorney. The thing is, exactly. the
2: lawyer is, is useful for other things apart from the conveyancing and the purchase because you might need to make a a will over the years if you're going to be here for some time and generally you need a good lawyer on your side like Mm -hmm. you need a good agent like you need a good doctor like you need a good
1: lawyer is one of those yeah yeah lawyer is one of those costs that people sometimes kind of "Mm, right do I really have to but I mean money well spent well the thing is most people
0: have got in trouble over the years in Spain uh, because they trusted let's say Um, trusted agencies, trusted uh, developers, they've got in trouble because they didn't have their own independent legal advice. Mm -hmm. And that independent legal advice didn't tell them, don't touch it with a barge pole. Yeah, -hmm. because the agent obviously wants to sell you something. I'm quite happy when the lawyer says don't buy something because it means you've you've dodged a bullet. You know, if we can't know everything about a property, unfortunately, because we can't do the full due diligence. And the lawyer might find something right in the background that we depend on what the owner tells us and then the owner uh, might have been telling, Eat.
1: um yeah I mean that's that, what the lawyer finds out yeah that's important to realize that we all have it's, it's in everybody's interest that you buy the property mm. except the lawyer the lawyer doesn't care uh-huh. you know the lawyer will tell you straight
2: so tell me that the lawyer's there to put as many obstacles in the way as possible because they have to cover their own back as well i know a couple of Yeah, lawyers yeah, yeah, sort of reputation <laughs> there, sure, yeah. no not not to be difficult about it but oh maybe this maybe that there mm. is their job to be you know, due diligence is, is the the term terminology for a reason. You know, they have to they have to make sure it's hundred percent and they're safe and they're convinced that you can buy it. Yeah. Another thing is that they're the person you will be suing if suddenly there's yeah. a road put yeah. through your house that they've
0: said it perfectly okay. So the
2: role of the agent here is different as well. It's not like in the United States where they just do absolutely everything. You know? Yeah, you haven't got fiduciary duty. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a different country. It's a different way of, of working. There are tons of agents that some of them are good some of them aren't so good and you know you need to find the right one and feel that the whole trust issue and if, if you feel that you get good vibes from an agent that's go with your gut, basically hmm okay and finally is it available rent to buy nope no nope. usually well I've never really known of any owner that will say yeah, great. Giddy up, let's do it. Because Apart from the fact, owners now with the seller's market the way it is, they're not going to agree to two years or three years rent to buy and then run the risk of you changing your mind. Unless you're going to slap down twenty percent, and then maybe the odd owner might go. Oh, okay. I'll well, go with that. I had this the other day that um,
0: uh, somebody was really interested in a property and said, "Is it available rent to buy?" And funnily enough, in this case, I think the owner would have been amenable to that uh said so you know if you gave the owner 20 percent down and then paid him uh you know maybe a thousand two thousand a month um and a maximum of two three years i think they'd be interested and they said well, don't think we could do the initial deposit and it's like so basically you want rent you know that, that's the answer you do not want rent to buy you just want to rent and then that money that you've put down gets taken off the price mm. now why would the owner do that when they can just sell it to somebody
2: Somebody, no. somebody wanted to book, well ask me about buildings a few weeks ago and said, well they do a rent to buy option over 20 years and it's well, no. Would you? But no <laughs> obviously not because you know the building could be worth six times as much in, in 20 years time with 13 or 14 or 15 units so it's, it's yeah, it's very rare and you usually you have to have an in with the owner or it's a friend or it's somebody who might be moving away for five years and say, there that could work because I don't know if I'm going to be coming back, if they're moving to Dubai, Abu Dhabi, or that kind of thing. It's very,
0: very rare in the current market that an owner would say, well, that interests me Hmm. because you can just wait a week and there'll be another bus along if you like somebody else coming in and making an offer on the property. Hmm. Now, if they are desperate to get it off their hands, which isn't the case in most cases at the moment, they might accept an offer but they're not gonna accept, like, hey, I'll just give you a thousand a month for the next, however long. That's an open-ended commitment. You don't know how long that will be. Okay, so the final questions are not the typical questions we get. These are the uh, weirdest and stupidest questions you've got. Now, I don't know whether I should be saying stupidest, but let's go with the weirdest questions first. And I'll start, which is what I wrote in the article the other day, uh, which is, why has that cat not got a collar? (laughs) Now, firstly, as an agent, I don't know. I'm not a cat person, really. You know, I'm allergic to all types of furry animals. But why is that cat not got a collar? Why did somebody think that I would have the answer to that? You've <laughs> got the answer to everything. <laughs> I know I've got the answer to everything, <laughs> even when I haven't.
1: But there'll be there'll be a slow Monday when there's a blog about cats and collars.
2: Wildlife in Valencia. Wildlife in Valencia. So, have you had any weird questions? Well, going back to the why are they selling, and usually it's, well, none of your business, but in this instance it was, there's a divorce, and the next question was, why are they getting divorced, which is usually none of your business, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't tell you even if, even if you asked them. Um, somebody else said to me, with an English owner, showing them around the property, why did you have these tiles in the kitchen? <laughs> They're not very nice. I don't like them. And the, that was in Montreuil. Uh-huh. one of our sellers a few years ago now with some English buyers who didn't buy in the end because they were kind of tricky to deal with Dutch buyers are great at that aren't they Yeah, but they're it's, they're very, very blunt and oh why on earth would you want this colour tile, oh I don't like this at all and with the English owner standing in front of them and that's when you have to phone the owner afterwards and apologise for profusely for their behaviour yeah. sorry about that I didn't realise they were so horrendous but awful horrid people
1: I had somebody I had a client recently and she insisted on the first two or three places we visited that she asked did anybody buy did anybody buy did anybody die in this apartment Okay. And I had to stop her and say, "Stop asking that as, one of, as your, one of your first couple of questions. Like, do you know what I mean? Did anybody die in the apartment? Stop asking that. You know, I, I you know." Wait, did she have like a ghost? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said she wants. You know, she just thought she wanted it. a ghost. No, I don't know. I don't think she wanted. I think she just wanted to know. You know, the background of the apartment. Again, this very similar to how long has it been on sale? Why are they selling? You know, kind of getting her retaliation what? in first. What nationality? American. Okay. Yeah.
2: There's, there's certain nationalists obviously have superstitions about that kind of thing and uh, we had a Mexican client a few years ago who we actually said uh, there was an issue a few years ago. Somebody died and they said, oh, thanks for telling me because I'm very superstitious about that kind of thing.
0: But if a property's like more than, I don't know, 20 years old. And especially if you've just been told it's an inheritance, yeah. The likelihood is Ooh. that somebody's died in the property.
1: Well, the whole <laughs> how long you've this place? Eighteen years. Eighteen years, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of like Wouldn't yeah. Start
1: any um, long books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> didn't put any LPS on. <laughs> yeah, at the end of my tenure. <laughs> yeah, older properties, anything with character. Probably somebody's died because the whole issue of care homes and putting your olds into the into the residency doesn't really exist. People live with their parents until, or move back in with their children when when they get older so yeah. And we it's,
0: did it's, have a civil war in the 1930s. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's, a, it's a fact of life isn't it, but if you're superstitious then maybe buy a new build. Maybe <laughs> that's why certain nationalities like the new builds and they prefer that kind of
1: clean slate.
2: Yeah, clean slate, no issues mm. and yeah, you know for a fact unless, well. I'm gonna say in Dubai, probably somebody died building it as well. So.
0: <laughs> are you sure it's not? Are you, oh dear! <laughs> are, you, are you sure it's not because they want to use it as a tourist attraction that we've got a ghost? Right.
2: Yeah. 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 Is this the murder flat? Well, there's yeah. plenty of dark apartments that could be like the ghost train at the fair kind of things, right? You just put up a few sheets and some cobwebs <laughs> and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." This is the ghost train apartment
1: sometimes the questions they don't ask as well uh, we were we saw a place a couple of weeks ago now and it has uh you might know the one i'm talking about and it's got uh honestly six foot real ivory tusks as a decoration oh you went there yeah mm. yeah 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 and turtle shells yeah and it's like almost literally the elephant in the room.
2: Nobody, nobody, no,
1: nobody's talking about it. Nobody's mentioning this about these illegal Tesla. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we leave, and we kind of look at each other and go, "Yeah." <laughs> and uh, then the agent said, "Do they like it?" I said, "Well, they kind of got a funny feeling from that." <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think, I think I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> what, about, what about the one with the, the, the mosaic tile floors where you walk in and suddenly there's like a, a guy six foot tall dressed in military garb behind you which you haven't noticed because yeah. the blinds were down and it was totally dark. Had <laughs> that a few weeks ago. Uh, and I did two weeks ago because I forgot.
2: <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it was very dark and I just thought somebody was standing in the middle of the room. And I was with some clients like... <laughs> oh, somebody's here oh no 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 it's alright it's not moving <laughs> he's
0: dead <laughs> so, so I went to open up the blinds on the far side of the room luckily it was totally dark luckily I didn't walk into him Yeah. opened up the blinds, turned around went okay. <laughs> and there was this guy behind me in military garb, just a mannequin stood there in front of a white screen it's some YouTuber or something yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and the actual owner came in while I was in there because I was doing some measuring and um, uh, he started setting up for a video, and of course I didn't ask the question, "What the hell are you
2: doing?" <laughs> have, did anybody die here? <laughs> In about five minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> is anybody gonna die here? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, I think that's it. We won't go into the stupid questions because, like, there's so many over the years, and we wouldn't want to insult anyone's intelligence, or maybe somebody who asked that question is listening.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a good <laughs> bit of advice for any potential clients. Though, is like, would I would I like to answer this question myself? Maybe I shouldn't answer it. Maybe I shouldn't ask it. Yeah,
0: no? and don't ask us any of those ten uh, normal ones because we'll tell you those anyway. We'll mm. tell you how long it's been on the market, etc. Whether the owner's going to accept a, <laughs> a discount. Some of the
1: just one stupid one. Um, when people ask, are they going to? professionally clean the apartment before the no. Or are they gonna, are they gonna <laughs> what was the one you had recently? Are they gonna was it David, are they gonna plug all the the holes in the wall? Yeah. Or, Will they paint from from the no, just from pictures like small little yeah. holes in the wall? Will they repair yeah. the stud walls and yeah. this and it's like mm, no. No. Are they taking on furniture? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah <laughs> Please like, <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're buying what you see. Well let's just take mm-hmm. it at like that, you know? Are they yeah. gonna come in and spend another thousand euros sorting the place out for you? No. That's you know
0: Take it into consideration on your offer, but bear in mind that's what they
1: think it's worth
0: as it is. Exactly, as it
1: is. Hmm. It's like saying, "Will they put in a second bathroom before I I buy it? Because that'd be great." Yeah, (laughs) not gonna happen. (laughs) Not gonna happen. (laughs)
0: And that's it from the new monthly edition of the Valencia Property Podcast. We hope you liked it and we hope you liked that conversation and listened all the way through to the end. There was a lot of information in there and a few jokes. Um, Anyway, we enjoyed doing it and we'll be back next month enjoying doing it again. Remember, you can contact us always on information at valenciaproperty.com. That's valencia-property.com, information at valencia-property.com. Or you can get in touch through WhatsApp on 0034-657-994311 or you can follow me on Twitter Greyhunt that's G-R-A-H-U-N-T where my DMs are open so you can send me a message on there as well. What you shouldn't do is send me an unsolicited message on Facebook because Facebook tends to hide them and I don't want Facebook very often uh, so therefore I'm not going to see it. There are lots of ways to get in touch with me, some people even phone every now and again We look forward to seeing you next month when we'll be back. The next episode will be out at the end of July just before I go on holiday.